Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader, audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else primarily, but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. Since I spent a good part of this week focused on being a dad, I want to hit a topic that is related to that. And that's Dwayne Wade's son, Zaire, opting not to go to college and instead go to the G League. And not just go to the G League, but sign with the Utah Jazz's G League team, the Salt Lake City Stars, with Dwayne not that long ago becoming a part owner of the Jazz. Now, talking about parenting, I found, is always a touchy subject, and that's where we're going. Don't tell me how to raise my kids, or don't tell someone else how they should raise their kids is a common refrain when this comes up. Anytime LeBron's relationship with Bronny comes up as a topic that we discuss on TV, I can be certain to get a few viewers who clap back on social media saying that LeBron is a model father simply because he's involved in his son's life when he grew up without one. Or because he's black and black fathers have a reputation for not being involved in their kids' lives. The assumption that black men are prone to abandoning their, abandoning their kids seems to be a general belief in society without taking into account why. The assumption is that they just, they just don't care. And I don't believe that to be the case. A higher likelihood of being imprisoned is one factor, for example. And don't confuse that with more likely to commit a crime. Watch Ava DuVernay's film 13th if you want to know more. While statistics indicate that more black kids are raised by a single mother than any other race of kids in the United States, 
There are a host of societal reasons for that beyond black men being deadbeats or not caring about their offspring. In any case, I'm not here to get into all of that. I do believe that everyone firmly believes they are raising their kids the way they need to be raised, which is why they don't want to hear from anyone that they might want to think about doing it a different way. I suspect even those who beat their kids or treat them harshly are convinced that that's what their kids need. Maybe because that's how they were raised and they figure they turned out all right. I hear the same reluctance to talk about changing how we treat each other, especially if our color or sexual orientation or politics are different. It seems to me the issues we need to explore the most are the ones some in society want to keep locked in a closet. It's kind of a puritanical approach. As long as things look nice and quiet, then we can pretend all is well. Or if things are completely at odds, there's no changing that. That's just the way it is, the way God meant it to be, which I find so absolutely wrongheaded. If there's a spirit in the universe, it assuredly does not want us at odds with each other. But I'm also talking from a few years of experience on the planet. My views were not nearly so mature when I was younger. It took me a few years to learn that getting things out in the open and talking about them is the first step to finding solutions. My colleague, FS1 colleague, Emmanuel Acho, wrote a book titled Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, and I've long thought that there could be a whole series under that title. Uncomfortable Conversations with an Asian Woman, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Non-Binary Person. No one, no one person has all the answers, of course, but... That's why it's important to share our various viewpoints so we can learn from each other. I'll just say this off the top. If you're aggravated that Zaire, Dwayne's son, is being given an unfair advantage or the thought that he is being given an unfair advantage, don't. Because in the big picture, he's not. In the big picture, I might even argue he's at a disadvantage. And keep in mind, in some ways, the situation with Dwayne and Zaire is so unique, it feels like we're talking about a very rare subset of parenting. The only reason I bring it up, other than I am a parent and this subject intrigues me, and I am always looking to learn, is that obviously Dwayne and his son are in the public eye. We see so much of this, and so... It's a matter of looking at it and thinking, is, is, are they getting over? Somebody getting over? Somebody begin, being given an unfair advantage? Uh, but it is unique. So it's celebrity parenting, if you will. Or uh, parenting when you come from modest means and become wealthy and influential. How much do you use what you've achieved on behalf of your kids? If you believe pulling yourself up out of the mud is part of who you are, part of what made you successful, do you want to deprive your kids of having to climb their own mountain? This is where the Wades, much like LeBron and his son, Barney, or all his kids, are in an an impossible situation. The family name, the visibility of their sons already, precludes their kids from having a childhood remotely similar to their father's. And there are advantages, to be sure. But there are also disadvantages. The bar to clear for Bronny and Zaire in order not to be viewed as a failure 
is so much higher, impossibly high, which is inherently unfair, but it's a cruel fact of how quickly we measure and dismiss people, particularly people in the spotlight, as either being worthy of our attention or being ignored. And the fact that neither of them is the physical freak their fathers are is already a setback. The challenger question is, what is gained by trying or lost by not trying to minimize the impact of their father's fame on their growth? It's something I've thought about a lot and wrestled with because I came from modest means. My parents were hardworking immigrants. I didn't want for food or clothes or any basics, and they utilized the money they made to provide me as many opportunities as they could afford. I had piano lessons, for example. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't go to sports camps unless they were free. There was one soccer camp, I believe, and I paid for that out of my grass cutting money. Um, I grew up with a few friends who had less but I was surrounded by more kids who were far more well-off, and there were times I felt embarrassed that we couldn't afford the same things their, their families could. I appreciate now how much my parents did, how hard they worked to provide for me and my brother, but as a kid, I didn't have that kind of level-headedness. I've since done well for myself, but in some ways, nothing has changed. Living in the Bay Area, I have friends who aren't quite as well off, but I'm also surrounded by and friendly with a number of families who have an extraordinary amount of wealth, far, far more than I do. That's in part a byproduct of sending my kids to private school. And to be clear, I would have been fine with them going to a public high school. I went to one. But private school is something I offered to my kids as an option if they wanted it because my parents found a way to pay for my Ivy League education when that became a possibility. Again, paying for an opportunity, I was willing to do that. They still had to do the work. They still have to do the work. I figured for me growing up, I was going to go wherever I got the best athletic scholarship. The Ivies don't offer those, but my parents didn't want me to miss out on that kind of education, that kind of access. I've tried to teach my kids to appreciate what they have, not to be envious of others who might have more and to be more focused on who they are than what they have. I've also firmly believed that I can provide them an opportunity, but it's really up to them to take advantage of it. And if they fall short, it's not the fault of their coaches or teachers or counselors. It's on them. And there's something to be learned when you fall short. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Which brings us to Dwayne and Zaire. In one respect, Dwayne is merely doing the same thing. If indeed 
he had a hand in this. And this is the difficulty is that when you set it up this way, when you have your son coming to play for the G League team of the team that you have ownership in, there's the immediate conclusion, whether it's accurate or not, the, the immediate conclusion is you had a hand in him getting there. Uh, so in one respect, Dwayne is providing Zaire an opportunity just like I am in sending my kids to private school. But in another way, it's not the same because I'm not setting up my son or daughter with a job at one of Fox's affiliates or in my line of profession. In fact, I've tried to discourage them from following in my footsteps. I feel they should shoot higher. I also feel it means they would have to work their way out of my shadow if they did. Going their own way gives them the chance to create their own path, pick their own mountain, without my tracks in front of them or my flag flying somewhere on the mountain above them. And by not having Zaire go to college, Dwayne is bypassing that opportunity, or Zaire is. And as, as I've mentioned before, nepotism is alive and well in the NBA. This is this Dwayne and Zaire are the latest example, but it's this has been going on for a long time. The Wades are not the first, surely won't be the last. I live in the Bay Area, and the Warriors have practically made it a rite of passage. I covered the Warriors when Donnie Nelson was an assistant coach, working on the staff of his father, head coach and GM Don Nelson. Joe Lacob's son, Kirk is an assistant GM for the Warriors. The number of coaches or GMs who manage to find a spot for their offspring in the franchise is far too long to list here. And we all want to give our kids a chance to succeed. That's why we answer their questions when they're little. That's why we counsel them on what and what not to do, why we pay their tuition, why we coach them or drive them to practice or pay for music lessons or hire tutors or trainers read them storybooks at night it's a matter of it's a matter of how far do you go there's the term helicopter parents those who are always hovering always overseeing what their kids are doing ready to jump in at a moment's notice if they fall down or fall short ready to fight their fights for them they're not just providing them an opportunity they're riding shotgun it's really easy to immediately label zaire being signed by the Salt Lake City Stars as being directly or indirectly influenced by his father being a part owner. Let's not com compare Zaire to Jalen Green or any of the other top-rated players who opted to go into the G League rather than go to college. This is the long and short of Zaire based on what I've seen and what I've read. He's a three-star recruit. He had a few D1 offers, but not from any of the Blue Blood schools. 24-7 Sports listed his offers as coming from South Carolina, Toledo, DePaul, and Rhode Island. Toledo is the only team CBS's Andy Katz projects to make the tournament this year, and that's as a 13th seed. Based on who was placed with the Ignite last year, Zaire didn't qualify for that G League team, which has been used as an incubator for the top straight out of high school talent. Physically, Zaire doesn't have anything that stands out. He's a combo guard at 6'2", 170, 175 pounds. 
His high school highlights have far too many dunks in the layup line and not nearly enough finishes in traffic around the rim or catch-and-shoot threes. Based on what I've seen, if you asked me, do I think his dad being a part owner and a former NBA player paved the way for his son to be on the stars, I'd say yes. Now that still doesn't mean it happened. It just means it's pretty easy to make the assumption. And this is what I don't know. Whether or not Dwayne and Zaire considered that, discussed it. I have to think that they did. I hope that they did. And if they did, then I have no problem with the decision. And if that surprises you, based on what I told you about how I approach things with my kids, it's because of this. In the end, it doesn't matter if you have connections or not. If you can't get the job done, if you're not good enough, it will eventually come to bear. Professional sports, I would dare say any profession, any profession with a unique skill, is cruel. The coach of the stars is not going to play Zaire because of who his dad is. He has to win and show he can coach, and he can't do that if he's playing someone who doesn't deserve to play. He loses the rest of the team doing that, and he will assuredly lose games doing that. Which is why I hope Dwayne and Zaire considered all that. Because I can't think of anything much worse for Zaire than being on the team but getting absolutely no run or limited run and having to hear from the stands every game, give up that spot to someone who can actually play Zaire because you know someone is going to say it. Hell, there might be some Stars fans who say it. But again... It's not as if Dwayne is doing something for his kid that doesn't happen in one respect or another all the time. Yes, maybe Zaire is getting a look that could go to some other kid. But here's the reality on that. Drafting players is so incredibly subjective. Signing players is so incredibly subjective. Zaire getting a look because of his dad is just a more obvious example than the influences lead that lead to others being drafted. Kentucky had 32 players in the NBA last season. Do you think that's solely because of their talent? No. It's also because John Calipari has connections in the NBA as a former NBA head coach. Deep connections. It doesn't hurt that his assessment of whether a guy has what it takes to cut it in the NBA carries more weight than some head coach who never has produced an NBA player has. Same with Mike Krzyzewski or even Mark Few at Gonzaga. Relationships matter. I'm going to guess some of you have jobs because of someone you know, a classmate, maybe even someone you're related to. But Zaire isn't making it to the NBA. He's not making it to the G League All-Star game on the strength of his dad's part ownership or name. And just imagine him never rising above the G League level after the career his dad had. That's where I believe, if anything, I'd rethink the decision to skip college. I would have to believe it would be more enjoyable for Zaire to go 
and potentially be a big deal in college, even at a mid-major, and get a degree in something that he can use to build a non-playing career, then go have a G League career or pro basketball career that pales in comparison to his father's, and then have nothing substantial to fall back on. Now, I think of David Stockton, John Stockton's son. He has been playing... He, he got a look from the Sacramento Kings, went undrafted. I don't, I'd have to go check to see if he actually got any real minutes in, in season. I know we played Summer League. But he's played over in Europe for a number of years, for a number of teams. Out of sight, out of mind. But he's got a pro career. And maybe, ultimately, maybe that's the, where the bar is set for Dwayne and Zaire. And I can tell you that playing in Summer League or playing in the G League does give you tape and those games are scouted by teams scouts from international teams so maybe they're looking at that as the avenue and they're just trying to give him the platform but again he's not going to get minutes he's not going to play unless he ultimately earns it now I understand that LeBron has set up the guys that he grew up with, and none of them have college degrees, or at least I don't believe they do. And they're gainfully employed and making bank and being on magazine covers. But all of them are viewed as byproducts of LeBron's success. And I personally, I I couldn't go that direction. I, I just, that would bother me. Again, if... Dwayne and Zaire have worked it all out and are good with the plan. That is what matters most. I just know there are times that doing what's best for your kid doesn't necessarily mean doing the most for your kid. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or Wherever you get your podcasts, I'm laughing about that because I can imagine some of you rating my view on parenting, (laughs) but so be it. By the way, that's why I appreciate when you don't just rate it, but you give me a review and you explain why you're giving me the rating. If you give me a, 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 a five star and it's something that I appreciate or vice or I don't then I put that in a certain category. If you give me a one star, one star, and it's simply because you don't agree with me, then I, I know how to take that as well. So I appreciate getting the feedback. Some of it is, is of substance. And some of it explains why I got the star or stars that I did. In any event, in the next podcast, well, we're coming up on the season. So it's time for me to tell you Uh, who I favor in both the East and the West, because I said that I would do that. And I will. Probably in the next podcast, or one of the next two. I'll leave it at that. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening.
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 